Welcome back, folks, to The Mel Wright Show. This is episode 162. We've got a great special guest for this show. We've got David Wright of Benchmark Realty LLC. Um, David's an experienced real estate agent and realtor. He's based in Benchmark in Tennessee. Um, David, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Surely, John. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. I do appreciate it. I have been in real estate for quite some time as a realtor going on five years. I'm also a landlord. I am an investor. I have flipped a couple of houses and I've done most of the remodeling myself because I'm a very hands-on person and I'm looking in diversifying into that area even more. So real estate, I understand forwards and backwards very well. I've done most of it myself. Um, my background is historic preservation and building technology architecture. So I bring those things to the table. So I'm, I probably have a very unique and different experience from most agents out there because of my background. And I do enjoy it. I love bringing this tools information to my clients because they are getting a special treatment in that sense. They're getting understanding about buildings and particularly about real estate that um, a lot of agents don't have. Oh, that's great, David. I've got my great co-host, Robert Newman. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself, Robert? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, my name is Robert Newman. I'm the founder of a real estate marketing company called Inbound Real Estate Marketing. And you can you can find my website at inbound.rem. I'm going to throw it over to Robert. Robert's going to do the lead um, in the first half, and I might chip in in the first half and the second half. Off you go, Robert. <laughs> okay. So... Um, Full disclosure, David and I have I have worked together on some projects, but uh, that's that's as far as I want to go in in terms of that. I do want to say to our audience that is listening that there is this is definitely a departure for John and I. Um, David is an actual working real estate agent, meaning that that he is currently out there. Am I right when I say full time pursuing Absolutely. real estate full time? Okay, yes. and so. Um, David, if you if you will, what I would like to to say, it maybe pretty briefly, we kind of so you gave us a great rundown, a great recap of your your experience inside real estate, um, and the objective of this particular episode of the podcast is going to be talking about your experience marketing. But for a moment, why don't you cover with us the journey of? So you're a landlord, you flipped houses. What made you decide to go out and get your real estate license? And then we'll transition into the rest of the conversation. That's a good question. I've, I've always been curious about real estate from graduate school onward because of all the architecture and study of the buildings. And it only made sense to go into real estate. I don't know why I waited so long. That's a big question. I should have done it many, many years prior. But I've also done professional photography and it took a lot of my time. Um, as a realtor, it gave me a chance to give back to people and share a lot of the knowledge I have gotten through the years in working with houses because that's what I do is residential uh, real estate. So giving back to people, helping people, and the commissions are nice there too. Okay. And you've mostly but you've mostly done this work in Brentwood, or have there been other other places that you've that you've done something related to real estate? The, the Nashville area, Brentwood's a suburb of Nashville. It's on the south side, and I my work is primarily Nashville, Brentwood, Franklin, which is all three communities right here together, and that's where majority of my work is. Otherwise, it might be just surrounding county, but that's it. It's this is the area, and that's the reason why I want the website to be Brentwood centric because that's, that's uh, close to home, and I know the area very well. Okay. 
And um, the uh, so Brentwood is the place that you practice real estate in. So why don't we transition slightly? Five years of doing real estate. What are the various things that you've done to try to generate leads for yourself and get sales? I think I've done them all, almost all of them. And uh, I keep um, uh, working on it every year, evaluating, see what I've done, what's working, what isn't. If it doesn't work, drop it. If you're spending money on something, you're not getting results, drop it. And as you and I have spoken, Robert, I've done that. I've been very active dropping previous things that didn't work. Um, started out working my SEOs. That's what I went told me to do. Call my people. I built a list of about 500 people. They got tired of hearing from me, and they still do. And I called them, I called them, I called them. I put them on a drip campaign. I would email all these little facts and figures about homes that, that was uh, coming to me from another company. And it's really, really good information. Actually, I have had two closings from that list of things going out to people via email. Um, then I changed companies because they had a good lead generation system. My coach was with the other company. She finally convinced me I should change companies and join them because their lead generation. It's called conversion, and it did work. Uh, there was a ton of money on advertising, Google paid uh, ad clicks, you know, AdWord clicks, and I generated some good sales from it. And then it started changing, and I went to another company, and I've been working my own leads and doing other types of marketing from there. So... I want to cover that for a second because sure. now you you cut you touched on a few different things in a, in a kind of broad way. So you said I tried everything, and then you said uh, you got a recommendation. So you, here's the way that I understood what you just said: you had a database of 500 people, and you worked that database to the point that you felt like the database was was somewhat exhausted. Am I did I did I understand that correctly? Yes, most of those people are not moving. Their children are in school, going to high school, getting ready for college. And they're there for 10 or 12, 15 years. So why keep calling them all the time if there's not going to be moving? And they get tired of you calling every month or every quarter or, you know, once a year. Once a year is not bad. So the lead generation has always interested me. As a photographer, I always had websites. I always wrote article, blog articles. I worked on my SEOs through the years. So I have that background. And then conversion, I continued publishing blogs trying to beef up. And every time you publish blog with, with conversion, you'd actually get more leads that way. So that worked. And with conversion, those pay-per-clicks, you have to work them. And there is a technique to it. And I had a 4.8% uh, closing of the leads I had through conversion. And doing that, you have to call the people. You would get dinged on a the, on the text. This lead has just visited your website and signed in. Well, you've got to call them within, say, a couple, three minutes or five minutes or text them. Texting has gotten to be a good way because a lot of people won't answer their phone. And it automatically goes into a drip campaign, and that helped. So you just stay after those people. You call them every week or two, and then you, you would um, find out how serious are they in looking for a home? Are they just looking, just seeing what's available? And you need, you've, you've, you um, filter through the hundreds of leads I got from it, and then you find the ones you want to work with. Some you want to work with now, they're ready to go now. Others, it would be six months to a year before you can actually convert them and you just stay with it. Okay. So, so you, you had a conversion website, which was working for a while. You had a 4.8% conversion rate when you were using that site, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it stopped working. Because if you still yeah. had that conversion rate, you would still be with them. Is that correct? 
I probably, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, the company I was not as fond of, and that was one of the reasons I changed, but the leads truly dropped off. They got to be leads that you could not work. They were not serious people. And you can't make money on a fifty or $100,000 property here. You just, first of all, they're not available now. Secondly, there's just not enough commission to drive 100 miles, four, five, eight, 10 times trying to show properties that they're not going to buy. So I was ready for a change and then I changed and then I continued working my SOIs, changed websites because the conversion came with the company, wasn't mine. I could have continued it, but I didn't because the leads were falling off and I didn't have the thousands of dollars to put into it every month in advertising and that's what they were doing. The owner, along with a mortgage company, we're putting in sizable amount of money every month generating leads for all the folks in the office. Okay. The owner of the brokerage that you work for. That is correct. Okay. All right. And were you, were you contributing a budget to, to conversion at the time that you were doing it? Yes, I was. It was a small amount, but I did. Uh, that was the only way you could get conversion with that company is to offer $100 a month, which is minimal for what you're getting from it. Okay. So you spent $100 of your own money the, and the brokerage probably wrapped up every single agent's budget and then they threw it to the conversion platform. Is that roughly That's the way correct. that it worked? Okay. Yes. And then you decided to stop doing that. And I know, and you know that, that you've been focused on, on SEO and the experiences that you're sharing with using other platforms, I think was one of the reasons that you started to move in the direction of wanting to own something that you were in control of. Is that, am I, am I yeah. saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because when I left conversion, I, I lost all of it. Lose the leads because they belonged to the agency. So I had to start over. And I, I, I um, had visited a uh, seminar, and this one company was talking about their website. So I called them up, and the sales guy was absolutely phenomenal. He's still a good friend today. And I joined them, and I tried it. And I was doing pay-per-clicks following the conversion rack. So I was paying for the pay-per-clicks in addition to writing blog articles. And I did this for almost right at a year. And the pay-per-clicks had some good leads. None of them ever materialized. And that was disappointing because I was just came from 4.8% conversion to zero conversion, using the same techniques, but I couldn't convert any of the people. So I was writing blog articles, but I noticed when I blog, I can never find the articles online. Come to find out, Robert, this company, which is a very well-known company, was not connected to Google. Okay. The website was never connected to Google. And My is it? Are, are you trying to not mention their name on purpose? Because yes, yes, yeah. Okay, All but right. it, you know you, that's one of the first things you do. You set up a website. You set up, and so you, you you shake hands with Google. You know it wasn't. Okay. All right. Hmm. So went to four point eight to zero percent. Whoever this company was, you you stopped using them. You did mention. Uh, 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 that you were spending your own money. Can I ask you how much? Just again, I'm just trying to, to give sure. for our users a clear understanding of like what your journey and evolution has been inside the real estate marketing space. Absolutely. I have to think back on that because that's been almost three years. I want to say the website was a couple hundred dollars. And there was another $100, $150 for the uh, Google AdWords that they were setting up for me. And I, I told them the areas I wanted to work, and they set those up, the campaign, and then it would run. And I generate about 100 leads in a year's time. That's a lot of leads. Okay. $1,000, you generated 100 leads, about, basically. Yeah, yeah, about $350, dollars a month. It, it, over that about a year's time, it generated 100 leads, 
but zero converted. And after I left that company, I continued working those leads for another year, the ones that were interested and still could not materialize any, any profit from it. So that's why I dropped that company, went to another company because they were local. And I thought, well, we can do something with them. And he always so believed in blogs. I had a feeling because he was posting blogs onto the website two or three times a week, which just sounds great. However, when you buy blogs or search blogs from other sources and you incorporate those into your blog system, Google's going to punish you because you're duplicating your content. It's not original. It's, it may be relevant, but it's not original content. And I knew that was the case, but I was still writing my own blogs. I had the idea, which we're still doing now, is Brentwood is my area. I'm tired of driving, say, 1,200 miles to go show houses for one client, maybe half a dozen times. And this is true. Right. And get nothing from it. And they back off and not decide to do anything. So I took Brentwood because that's home. I live, I've been there for many, many years. I know the area, know the neighborhoods, I know the builders. And I became Brentwood-centric. And I started writing blogs every week on Brentwood. What I did the first week would be the numbers because the numbers would come out for the first of the month. I would look the prior, prior month, see what sold, what areas did they sell in, what was the best performing neighborhood, what was the next best performing neighborhood. And I wrote a blog. Those are about 1,500-word blogs, okay, every month, statistics on Brentwood. And then the next month, I mean, I'm sorry, the next week, then that blog would be that neighborhood, that neighborhood that was the top performing neighborhood for Brentwood for that month prior. So let's say this is August. I would write by July. Here's the Brentwood neighborhood, say Witherspoon, outperformed in July. So I'd write about that. And then the next week, I'd write something else. Again, Brentwood-centric. And to continue this, then the next month rollover, then I'd write about August. And I did this week after week, month after month for a solid year. Come to find out with your help, because you analyzed this website, <laughs> and you told me it was a social media site. It was not an SEO site. And every blog I posted, except one, never made it to the face of Google. And I knew there was an issue because I'm always checking my statistics. I'm always looking up the articles I post. Why am I not showing up? I'd go through 10 or 15, 20 pages of Google pages. Right. I was showing up. Something's wrong. What's wrong with this new website? And I was paying $300 a month for it. Okay. We're going we're gonna to take a break right now. Oh, sure. um, uh, John, if you'd, uh, if you'd handle yeah, sure. that. We're going to take a break, folks, and we'll be back in a few moments. And uh, we're going to delve deeper in David's uh, journey. On, I'll, on I'll explain marketing. after the break. After we come back, folks, I'm going to explain what, uh, what some of the things that we noticed. But go ahead. Yeah, sure. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail com. We're coming back, folks. We've had a fascinating conversation with David Wright, an experienced realtor based in the great state of Tennessee. Back over to you, Robert. <laughs> Thanks, John. So uh, I am going to say, say that uh, for those of you that are listening, um, 
there's a lot of companies out there that unfortunately, and there's, there's a couple of different things that happen. There's companies that have good intention and they build a product and they are hitting what they know the hot points are that you yourself are hearing, such as write blogs, promote them socially. But the thing about Google is, is that you have to have a site that's readable and mobile friendly, and you have to have uh, some method of promoting your content, such as backlinks that are coming into it. And so you have to write blogs in other places, not just your blog. And so these, these steps, if they're not taken, you can produce great content. Like I've, I've seen David's content. It's great content. It's just, there is no way for Google to see it. And that's what we found out when we, when we took a look at the website. So, um, and, and which, which entered, you know, introduced the two of us together, which is how he's ended up on the show today. Um, all right. So you went through that evolution, David, and you, you, you did these blog posts. Um, uh, are you doing right now any form of direct advertising? Cause I know, and you know that, that you've, you've, you've uh, done an SEO site that you do own and that things are slowly building up with that site. Um, and you're seeing some progress there uh, on that, on that site that is, that looks more promising than with other sites. Uh, Absolutely. I it's already gotten a couple of leads. It's only what, three months old or so. So that's, that's, that's very enlightening in comparison to the prior two websites, which did not really generate leads unless I paid for those leads through Google AdWords. Right. And every time that you were paying for these budgets, I'm just curious, is, was there ever a number consistently that people were throwing at you in terms of, hey, you should put X amount of dollars into, you're calling it Google AdWords. I'm going to say the word direct advertising because anytime you pay uh, for Facebook or Google, all you're doing is you're saying, you have traffic over here. I want it over here. And that's direct advertising. You're going to pay to get yes. people from point A to point B. And it doesn't really matter if it's Facebook or it's Google. You're just paying to send people from one place to the next. So how much was that, that number that people would always throw at you? Or, or was there ever a consistent one? Uh, I, I don't know if I've ever heard a particular set amount of money. Some people might say 500000 a month, which I was not willing to do that. Um, I like to do things in life other than just be broke, paying for advertising, you know, doing Google AdWords or pay-per-clicks. And so I was very um, limited on that. Also, changing companies, it takes a while to bounce back because you've changed companies. I don't know why it's that way. People try to explain it to me. It still doesn't make sense. After you change companies, it's three or four or five months before you see your next sale. And that's, that's ended up being true. Um, I think mine was about three months before I had my next sale. But um, that, that was the thing. I also mentioned, too, I, I'm pretty well versed in SEOs. I've studied it for a long time. And I knew and Yoast was the best thing in the world. Both sites had Yoast. And I learned how to use Yoast. I, I learned how to search those keywords. And I knew how to insert those keywords just enough within the copy so it wouldn't be stuffing. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'd use it three or four or five times. Sometimes when I come up with a second or third keyword, insert, and work those because Yup helped me a lot there. I did alt words uh, on my photographs. And then I wrote captions with the keyword, everything you suggested. And I highly recommend you. It's free. Why not use it on WordPress site? So that's what I did. And then I would take that blog 
and the uh, location of it from the website and go to Facebook and post it and write a little teaser. But they want to read the article, they have to go back to the website because I was trying to generate interest from multiple sources. I do Google Plus, do the same thing there. I would not post the entire blog because then it becomes duplication. I'd write a teaser about it, include a photograph, and then have a link going back to the website because I was trying to develop backlinks to my website from pretty, pretty sound sources there. So I did that with several places. LinkedIn was another place I did that. I had it built a pretty good following. Every time I would post a, an article on Brentwood, 10 to 12, 14 people would go in and look at it. Some would write about it. Some would um, you know, give you a like and that sort of thing. So I, I had a following one there. I know it was working, but the website was dead, just dead. So, so for our audience, guys, I'm, I'm gonna, I am going to throw in something here. I try to make these a little more free-flowing, but I'm going to say to all those people that might be going, oh, God, yeah, that's, that's happened to me. I know exactly what David's talking about. I'm going to say this. Uh, you can have a really great website, and there are many companies out there that actually build a good-looking website that, that uh, the search works fast. It's got a good mobile experience. I could list five real estate website development companies that do that fairly well. And, and some of them are very inexpensive. But here's the thing. that At that point, it becomes, how are you suggesting that people give you their information? In my world, we call that conversion. And here's the sad thing. There are not very many real estate marketing companies at all in any vertical on any company that do that part of the process very well. So you have a good-looking website that does search correctly, and the salespeople oftentimes tell you, oh, if somebody's really interested in the property, they'll just fill out a contact form. I've been doing this 11 years, 11 years, and I've seen thousands of real estate websites, no over-exaggeration. And I am telling you, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the people that actually do that are one in maybe 10,000. The numbers are astronomical because everybody's got, and I see John nodding, but he knows it too. Everybody's got a pull for their intention. You have to insert a very gentle way. And usually the best way to do that is a trade on value. And, and what I mean by that, um, and David, you and I have talked about this, so please just humor me for a second. But what I mean by that is, um, for instance, you're looking at a site, you've done 50 searches and, and you've never, you've got, you've got got no annoying pop-ups and everything's great, but then you start to go look at really detailed photos, like a list of 50 photos that connect to a single property and you want to see them all. And then finally you hit a registration gate that says, hey, listen, you've been looking at a lot of stuff on my website. And if you want to keep looking, you can continue to do as many searches as you want. But if you want to continue to see these photos in this particular way, you now have to give me your name, number, and information. And then it's not enough to explain why you're asking. You must then also explain what you're going to do with the information. In other words, I'm going to call you or you can ask me not to call you because when somebody understands or I'm never going to share your information with anybody ever, I promise. Mm -hmm. Your data is really important to me. These are the ways that you transmit value in the what's called the conversion process, the process where you take a stranger and now try to make an introduction to them. And, and the way that you do that is critical. And it's the most, it's one of the most important parts of the entire process. And what you're describing is a lot of uh, sites that just don't do that very well. 
So, or at all in some case, because it sounds like you've had plenty of experience with sites that have done it. Not at all. Is that, is that a correct? Yes, it is. Absolutely. It's unfortunate. You go back and look at all the money you spent, you have nothing to show for it. So that's what I said earlier. I try something. I get a fair amount of time. I have set my parameters. If it doesn't perform, they're out. You know, why is it working? Something's wrong somewhere because I'm doing all I can. And I feel like I've been fairly well trained on the antics of Google. And that Google does change their style of business all the time, almost annually, if not more often. You've got to keep up with it. And that's what I've done. Now, the idea of writing 1,500, 2,000, 3,000 word articles is becoming the norm because Google needs a way of separating all these websites popping up out there. Hundreds, if not thousands of websites come online every day, every day. So how do you determine who's going to be the best? Who's going to be, the, not necessarily the best, who's going to be at the top ranking of page one? Who's going to be the third or fourth line down? And that's where your SOEs, SEOs, SEOs. SEOs come in to play, and among all, a lot of other things. Well, yeah, and there's not many that you can refer to. For, for those that are listening, if you want to educate yourself on SEO, if, if you're not going to go to Inbound REM, you can also go to Neil Patel. Um, or moz.com. These are big websites that do SEO education. But at the heart of it, everybody's going to say the same thing. I've said the same thing to David. It's always going to be the same thing. It's expertise, authority, and trust. You want to somehow convey that you have expertise in the areas that you're servicing, right? I've said that to you before, right, David? It's, it's a matter of, and then how do you transmit it? Do you write a blog post? Do you film a video? Do you do both? But when you're thinking about communicating to people via Google, what you want to really think about is how can I address a question that I know my clients are asking without like in a educational way? Because if you can do that, if you can figure out one, the question that they're asking two, not too many other people have provided the answer. I'm telling you right now, 60% of your SEO battle is done right there just by doing those two things. And the rest of it is how do we get your content found? How do we send some signals? But once Google sees it and they measure the behavior of the people who are viewing it, like how many times do they click on it? How long do they stay on the site? That kind of thing. If you've got a good answer to a question that people are asking, I promise you, you're going to do really well in the search engines. And, and if you always have the idea of in your mind of, I want to provide a great answer for my users, you're going to be, you're going to be safe from most of what Google does. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Another good resource if you're trying to learn is Brian Dean's website, and he has a very active YouTube um, channel. Um, he's the guy that um, in SEO in the SEO SEO world developed a, a technique technique called the skyscraper technique. It's well known. I'm sure Robert is aware of Brian Dean, but the reason why I like Brian Dean is he's quite I think he gets across um, some of this stuff in a quite a good way. I don't know what you feel about that, Robert. I love Brian. He's, yeah. he's another one. And there's, there's also Gotch, uh, G-O-T-C-H there, and Adam White. These guys aren't as well-known as Brian Dean or yeah. Neil Patel, um, but they're amazing. I think that Adam White is putting out the best information that you'll ever find on link building. Um, but I, I feel like both Gotch and Adam White are like, 
advanced people. Yeah, they're advanced. So I think Brian does, a, if you just kind of know the basics and you want to know a bit more, I think that's a good intro. I, I think it's time to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Um, we're going to continue the discussion, which you'll be able to see on the Mel Wright website and YouTube channel. But for the actual podcast of the show, we're going to wrap it up. So, David, how can people find out more about you and your business, basically, David? Oh, I'm easy found. I'm out there. Um, you can find me through Google Plus, David Wright, Realtor, Real Estate Refined, Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm on Facebook. My Facebook uh, business page is called The Wright Dream Home, W-R-I-G-H-T. And then the website is there too, BrentwoodTNHome.com. So I'm out there. I'm, I'm all over Google, all over Facebook, LinkedIn. I try to stay connected. The other things I do, I network like crazy. And that's the other thing I do. Yeah. That sounds great. And Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Robert? Well, everything, I'm on every channel, Facebook, and it's all under Inbound REM. Like you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. You can find me on um, YouTube. You can find me on my website, inboundrem.com. But if you're trying to just like, like really quickly learn something about me, Inbound REM is the best way to do so. And if you want to find out more about MailRite and how we get leads through Facebook for our clients, just go to the MailRite website. We've got over 160 interviews from experts, from real estate agents. It's a real university of knowledge if you're trying to help your business. And if you want to speak to me, you can book a session, a free session with me, and we can discuss and see if we can help you with your real estate lead generation We'll be back next week with either an expert or a real estate agent or we'll be covering something to make you a more effective real estate agent. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Mm-hmm.